everyone, and welcome to The Mind Behind It. My name is Huda. And I am Sahil. Hi, my name is Novali Wilder. I'm a professional numerologist. That means I help people change their name most of the time or understand themselves based on the numbers in their birthday and the vibrations in their name. When did you decide that you wanted to put acting on the back burner and you know, move into numerology? I think it was two things. First of all, like being introduced to numerology in the very hands-on way of changing my own name. So it wasn't like a foreign concept. It was not something I was just reading about. It was something that I actually did and saw the effect of in a way where I was like, okay, I simply can't attribute this to anything else because I haven't done any other big thing that should have pushed all these things in my life. Do you know this as an actor? There's always another course or another thing, or you're like, "Mm, this thing or that thing. And you really also should just keep your instrument going. But I finished a professional actor's training course and I, I could strike that off my list. Like I know exactly what I'm doing as an actor now. I don't have any doubts about how to act or that I have the talent for it. <laughs> like mm. maybe my ego also actually needed that. So what was your name before Novali? Everyone has a weird story about their name. I have to say that. So I also have a weird story about my name. I was supposed to be named Christine. And mm. then on the way to church for my like christening, my mom decided, hey, she should have another name as well. Let's call her Ava. And then I was supposed to be Christine Ava. And the priest who that filled out my birth certificate was like, that seems weird. Let's switch it around. So I became Ava Christine. And it was really weird because I didn't know that uh, Ava was part of my name until I was seven years old because everyone was calling me Christine. My family was calling me Christine. Then when I found out, it was like, I don't know, give a child the option to change their name and they will be like, oh my God, yes. So when I figured out, I think I saw my birth certificate that was like, dad, why does it say Ava? Mm. <laughs> that's not my name. Mm. I was like, oh, that's actually your name. And I went to school the next day and I was like, guys, my name is Ava. Don't call me Christine anymore. Aww. And there the split began between the rest of the world from when I was seven calling me Ava and my whole family calling me Christine. And it wow. really was kind of a split. Lightbird was my old last name. It was hard to spell. People made fun of it. And so when I was introduced to the idea that maybe it would be good to mess with my name or like choose a new name, I was like, you know what? I got things I want to get rid of anyway. Yeah. I could probably have spelled Christine different, but I was like, I have never been a Christine. Hmm. I just never felt like one. And whenever I tell people, they're also like, you don't really feel like a Christine. And then, I mean, Nova is close to Ava. So Nova Lee was not like a big jump Mm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then I knew that I wanted a last name that didn't end on Sen Wilder. It's fun, can be pronounced in most languages. It works. It's memorable. And everyone always asks me if I'm a writer because of my name. And I'm like, yes. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel that like when you had those two names... I guess at school being called Ava and then also at home being called Christine, like did it feel any different to you? Like sometimes we don't really realize it, but then looking back, you feel that split. Like grew up with a lot of dysfunction Mm. in my family. Like many people who seek the stage to be seen for who we truly are and be recognized and be allowed to have big emotion. And I, I think a year before my legal name change, Mm. I actually told my family, hey, I've had this split for a long time. Everyone is calling me Ava. I really would prefer to be called Ava. Like, it's just, you know, easier for me. And they were all very nice about it. And they were like, okay, we'll try. And then when I actually legally changed my name to Nova Lee and Nova, some of them were like, oh, that's really hard. And I was like, it's really interesting somehow that the Ava thing is possible. But now I'm like, have I run out of passes here? Yeah, I I find that most people who have trouble with name changes are people who have trouble with change. If I changed my job, you wouldn't be like, oh, to me, you were always the person driving the bus if I was suddenly a realtor. Like, it would be weird to try to keep people in the box. Like, oh, you should just love what your family gave you, even if it's hard to spell, even if it's the name of no one's favorite aunt, (sighs) or even if it doesn't fit, like, your own image of yourself. Some families are really explosive like I know someone who changed one letter like a d to a t 
to change the vibration behind that name. And the family went crazy. They were like, you're disowning us. And I was like, no one knows this. You look at the name, you say it out loud, like no one would notice. Mostly when I have clients, I tell them people have less trouble with choices that has already been made than the thought of maybe doing something. I think it does depend on how far you want to go with the name change. Like, I just feel yeah. like Adolf has gone out of fashion now. <laughs> I think it's time. Yes. I, I met an Adolf the other day at, at the clinic I used to work at. How old was he? 80s. But he was really proud of his name. And I'm like, good on you. Good on you for <laughs> bearing that weight of being called yeah, Adolf. That's also rare, though. Like, I really think that... Uh, yeah, like Hitler just messed it up for everyone. People who go to a numerologist often get... A crazy name and I'm doing quotation marks here because I never pick people's names I just pick the vibration behind it so they can pick from hundreds maybe thousands of names so I don't pick they could be really basic and simple mm. but the thing that happened when we finally you know when we finally get to do something sometimes we want to express our individuality a little bit more maybe we're combining things in a new way maybe we want to be like you know pull on that Disney princess or warrior yeah. king or whatever people get a little like bigger okay. so name vibrations are one thing mm -hmm. we're all born on a day that day gives you a number if you're born on a double digit day mm -hmm. you add up the numbers you find the digits up. i'm born on the 28 oh, yeah. two plus eight is ten one plus zero is one so i'm a one you have to go really well, slow because I'm Huda is so like, disgusting at numbers. She's it's already lost. <laughs> like I'm just do numbers with your fingers. <laughs> yes. Just make <laughs> just make a music song out of it. Something. All right. She's I'm panicking. Like, I'm like, yeah, what do you I mean, Numerology in and of itself is One, first grade edition. Two, it's very rare. You have four, to like five, do anything six, beyond seven, pluses. Eight. Like, like no yeah, square like roots or calculus, no, pre-calculus. Yeah, no triangles and stuff like that. I'm actually quite ashamed. My brain stops working and I think it's my fault. It's because I'm the type of person that's like, it's too complicated. I'm not even going to think. I like shut off. I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. Well, some people have trauma from their language teachers and some people have trauma from their math teachers. But numerology is, is very simple like this. Like we find the day you were born on, not the month, not the year, just the day. And we mm -hmm. find the digit sum of that. And then you will be one of nine numbers. One because, of nine numbers. Because it just starts again. If you're born on the 31st, three mm -hmm. plus one is four. Yep. So they just repeat themselves. Okay, Based cool. on this day, we know something about who you're supposed to be. You have energy, you are an expression of in the world. And then the name is kind of like a shade on that. A shade. So energy is, you know, a rainbow of colors. Mm -hmm. Like it's light. It's everything. Then the name vibration is like a shade where maybe we can only see one of the colors. Okay. So even though you're everything, we're supposed to be a lot, then a name vibration can say, no, you're supposed to focus on materialism, anger, masculine values, aggression. You're going to learn by losing. Mm-hmm. And that can be like a theme, kind of like a shade, a vibration that just repeats itself repeatedly, of okay. course. And then we start thinking, oh, I am this person. I am this person who has trouble expressing my emotions. I am this person who's basically just angry at the world or always finding something to be pissed off about. I think we all know people who've made Lots that their whole personality where we're like, really, is it, is it that bad? You can also go like, am I having a bad day or like, am I just surrounded by assholes that could kind of happen so name vibrations can also kind of amplify our light or kind of dim it of course we're also people in a world in a society that has certain attributes that we put on women and that we put on men mm -hmm. and numerology doesn't care about what gender or body you're born into it says you're born to be a leader you're born to speak your mind you're born to like go first be first draw attention say this way and then maybe you're born as a woman Mm -hmm. And so you find that that kind of leadership has to be transformed into something mm -hmm. that maybe <laughs> you know that you know this thing, but your leadership has to look different because you are maybe in an environment or a job or a field where leadership looks a certain way. Cool. So maybe you will be called more bitchy than you will be called ambitious. Oh. And it also goes, I mean, I see it both ways. Sometimes when men are born as one of the more gentle numbers where it's more creative maybe it's 
slower paced, maybe it's more emotional, then they still have to transform that. Like, because the world says, well, a man is this. He needs to, for example, not cry over the puppy videos. <laughs> He needs to <laughs> yep. stop doing that. Um, <laughs> so often my job is kind of saying, you have permission to be who you were born to be. And I say, these are the things you are. Mm-hmm. And I say, these are the shades you have on. Usually our families share those shades, like we share name vibrations with our family. So there's mm-hmm. also sometimes, you know, an origin story. People can even like say it out loud where I'm like, what people are talking about in your family, like maybe being tough, the only way is through. If there's a mountain, you climb it. We are fighters. Mm. I'm like, I can almost pinpoint the name vibration that you all carry, that you all think this is the shade. We are climbing mountains in this family. You're just piquing my curiosity way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get one done for Huda because she's... But I wanted to get yours done. No, so. no, 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 no. I asked first. <laughs> okay, so Huda, what is your birthday? 23rd of September. 23rd. So you're five. Makes sense. You found a podcast of September. Yes. Whoa, whoa, year, whoa, 19... whoa, whoa. You went too far. <laughs> well, what did that mean? Why five? 23rd. Two plus three five. is five. That makes you a five. So even though there are other numbers, we could look at that. And I'm thinking September, are you like on the Virgo? Virgo Libra. Yeah, you're right on the cusp. So that also makes sense. (laughs) Who's the structured one of you guys? Structured in terms Mm -hmm. of organized? Yeah, organized on top of things. I am apparently. Yeah, five and that Libra Virgo energy. So five is connected to Mercury and Virgo. So... The very fact that you're born right there on the cusp actually like amplifies the five energy. So fives are talkers, communicators, connectors. Lots of people are sometimes better than the few. Like they're the people who make friends with the barista or the cab driver. (laughs) That thing like a lot of connections is usually really nice. And um, annoying. Annoying is the word. He just wants to say annoying. (laughs) It's not necessarily that everything has to be super deep. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm not into small talk. And I would say most fives are like, well, it's not small talk. Like, mm. you can still connect with someone kind of quickly. You don't have to sit and, like, dig it, into their trauma for three hours to know Of them. course. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So, like, that five, and it's also, like, it's a little bit flighty. It's a little bit ungrounded. I mean, you need the nap. Like, unplug the computer. Like, if it's not working, like, unplug it. <laughs> Take a nap. Step away. She never and unplugs it. I always tell her, just, you have spent a whole day on the <laughs> fucking computer. Just get, get angry, away. Yeah. Just get away for, and <laughs> she just. Tiny, yeah, there's a tiny, like, little level of the fear of missing out. Like, that energy of, like, oh, I'll just, I'll stay at the party a little bit longer. I'll hang out in this group a little bit longer. I'll just be <laughs> a little bit longer. Because what if I miss it out? Mm. Like, the after parties are usually made up of fives, I just want to say. Oh. And it's not necessarily, like, outroverted. Like, out there, like, really aggressively pushing people to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But um, most people would probably say, like, oh, yeah, easy to talk to. Like, not so hard to, like, connect. And then I would say that this does not go for your family and your very close friends. <laughs> they can be harder to talk to, maybe, because like the five energy is just like it is audiences. This is it's our solar plexus connections, not necessarily our heart connections. So okay. it means that you might have more influence over people like one degree removed. So the very fact that you're recording a podcast, talking to people you might never been in a room with just makes a lot of sense to me. Because okay. this is what you need to do. This is where the power is. Also, where the money is. Interesting. Talk to me about the money. Cycle's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that's all I'm well, interested in. I think most fives understand after a while that selling is actually just talking. Hey, I got this thing. It's cost this much. Yeah. I'm talking about it. You're here. You want to hear about it? Okay, cool. Oh, you want to buy the thing? Great. Here you go. Have some money. Like, you know, we exchange. We move on. It's not rocket science. Like we were talking about acting (laughs) earlier. (laughs) It's simplified, simplified. You don't need a huge, like, sure, for certain things, you need a huge funnel and lots of things. But like selling something is like, this is the thing. These are the benefits. Do you want it? Not, oh, I don't know. Am I worthy of selling this thing? Oh, I don't know. No, no, give it back. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll polish it a little bit and then you can have it. That's good because Hoda does feel like, she can't sell things like she feels really bad at the business side of things. And she always yeah, doubts that's herself. A lesson. Yeah, that's the lesson. I will say like, 
if it's a spectrum, everything is a spectrum. We can be really low on the spectrum where we think we can't do this thing. As if I have one of your lessons are just communication, money, connection. I think really for me... Is. It's something that you're born to do. You're probably just complicating it. Okay. Is my name good for me then? While I'm totally willing to talk about base numbers because they can never be bad. Mm-hmm. You can't be born on the wrong date. You can't be like, oh, unlucky you. <laughs> if you said, oh, I'm born on the 25th, I wouldn't go like... Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. But with the shades, like the name vibration, sometimes it can become very personal. Yeah, okay. I will say that your first name has the name vibration of 167. We say 16, and then we do a dash, and then we say seven because it's a double digit number. There is karma in here. And 167 mm. has to do with early loss. Early so loss. Often, yeah, early loss. So often when we have that vibration and we've had it from childhood, there has either been a loss of a person or some form of loss of innocence. So okay. we grow up fast when we have 16, 7. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Okay. I mean, lots of names have really beautiful meaning, but lots of names could also be spelled in many different ways. That's and yeah. I tell everyone who changes their name, if you pick a long name, they will shorten it. <laughs> you gotta be careful. You want to be named Richard? And you gotta think about what you want it to be shortened to. <laughs> if they can't shorten it, they put like maybe Y at the end, like Scott becomes Scotty. Yeah, yeah Tom, that's a very Aussie like, thing to do. But Americans yeah. do the Y. Australians, on the other hand, love doing Zs. So like Harry becomes Haza. Yeah. And- yeah. Like when I pick Nova, I have an Italian friend, and he was immediately, he was like, Novita. Oh. I was like, Aw, I do like that. Okay. That's cute. I Novita. I love it. <laughs> but I want to do it with my body every time. Novita. Yeah. You have to put your body but into he it. Was, uh, I mean, it was really good because he was so enthusiastic about it. I think it made it easier for everyone else. So I know that we did one for me and Sahil asked, but I really want to do the number thing on him if we could just quickly. Oh, mine's three. Okay. So there's some sarcasm in there. Which is, yeah. It's my power. Yeah. Let's so be honest. being born on the 3rd or the 12th or the 30th. Is it yeah. the 12th? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one plus two is three. Yeah. So three is the hard working, ambitious. There's a very like huge cognitive element of like thinking it through hard workers in the sense that i find that when threes decide to do something you know get up early stay late do that thing they really are the hardest workers in the room (laughs) when i tell threes that they're like nah i could probably work harder (laughs) and i'm like yes (laughs) like we could all work harder yeah but if you compare this person to other more gentle base numbers there is a real like like a push through (laughs) yeah and the humor is often a little more like dry, sarcastic, a little more like just like sliding in, <laughs> you know, not so like boastful. And it's kind of important to most threes to have that like success ladder. There's certain things that I want to do, I want to get to, like there's some goals. It would be really nice to get this amount of money or this kind of material simple on having made it in some way. It's always interesting threes pick more artistic feels. Because, like, you want to skip a grade. You're like, yes, I got it. We're moving on. I don't want to, like, idle. Just an idle. You're like, I want to drive. And I'm like, instead of doing all the things I have to do, do the all the things I've already done list. Because most threes have, by 20, already done shit that people at 30 haven't done. Mm. Or, like, they've already moved the needle in some way. Mm-hmm. And you will forever feel like you're kind of behind on where you're ambition and hunger is that is actually that's something that's that literally him to a t i was definitely born ambitious because it's kind of my culture as well indian people mm. <laughs> i have struggled with that over the years not struggle but artistic fields are all about flow and the right time for the right things that's kind of like it's very interesting that i still chose it what I mostly tell people in threes, and I, have, I mean, I've told my husband a million times that you need to repeat it, is that thing of like really sitting down and figuring out what success feels like to you, not what it looks like, what it feels like. Because it is possible to work on your dreams every day, but it's not possible to see progress every day. So it's that thing of like, have I put some energy in and is it sustainable? You know, also sometimes doing the, like, have done list. Because you can always do more, but it might not move the needle. Like, it really might not. 
So the thing about really being honest about like what success feels like to you, and it is not a blueprint you can see somewhere. It's not like an Instagram life. You have to be super specific, and it's not what your culture tells you. Like there might be some overlap. It's so interesting doing one of the things that are the most scary. The older I've grown, I've kind of stopped giving a shit. We are in a lockdown here, and I think it's good for our listeners to remember this. This year was really, you know, it's turning out to be a good year for me. As in the past couple of years, I've really, you know, refined myself as an actor. And a lot of projects were coming in Australia because America was like completely messed up by the virus. And suddenly, we've been going through lockdowns, and Melbourne has had 200 days of lockdown so far, more than any other city in the world. And I was talking to a mate of mine, and. I was like, I just feel stuck. I just feel like there's no end to this, and I, I just felt like I was going somewhere, and it's all just stuck. And so I told myself, you know what? What makes me happy is to create. So I'm like, I'm just going to create a video on TikTok or Instagram. I just want to do it for seven days straight, and I don't yeah. give a shit what people say. I'm just going to do it <laughs> because it's that feeling of achievement and the fact that I did it. Yeah, I think that's very, very important. Like you crossing things off your list. Like that really is a three thing of being like I did this shit. I mean, sinking your claws into like a mountain, being able to like pull yourself up there and be like I moved at least one step. I really like how you describe that—that that feeling、yeah. of you know, yeah, putting your hands in a mountain because、yeah. I do feel that. I do feel yeah. that. Yeah, and、lot. I find that one of the things with the three energy is that it actually, while the brain is usually in overdrive, it's. Kind of like you have to let the dog out. Like you have to burn some physical energy. Like my husband does MMA, like mixed martial arts, and it、mm. seems to be that there's. This is also connected to like Aries and warrior energy. So is that feeling of like I just need to slay some dragons and then I can feel okay. You're so、yeah. right because that's what's bothered me is gyms are closed and it just does my head in. I mean, I got a really annoying exercise bike. I fucking hate it, but it、oh, helps. Novita, has, like,、oh. Novita, listen to me. <laughs> I hate exercise. Are they the ones that just stagnant? Yeah, but I mean, I have it like with a view of Hollywood, so you know I can bike and I can like look something. But it, it might not be your thing. The weights have to be heavy enough that you can't focus on anything else. There is a fake rule in the world. I don't know if you've heard about this, but like if you don't exercise for an hour, it doesn't count. People are like, oh, if I don't do a lot of this, then it doesn't count. And I say that, like, if you want to switch your energy and you really need to use your body, like heavy weights or something, where it's I'm going to exercise and like practice my handstand for 15 minutes or something, like really getting your body sweaty and through something,、mm. yeah,、um, interval training, something like that. I mean, it's also like when he works out. I don't understand how he can push himself so much without having anyone yelling at him. Like, I feel like you threes have like a drill sergeant in your head that's so aggressive. Yeah, I. I see, I don't.、Nice. I don't like having somebody tell me what to do either. No, but you're also a five. No one. She hates it. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Well, I mean, the five energy is just like, I'll、oh, do. Let me just do my own thing. Yeah. Like,、okay. let me just do my own thing. Interesting. <laughs> I can't stand it. Interesting question. I think this would be really helpful for people. It. It actually, yes, it's important to know what number you are and what it depicts. But the world revolves around communication with other people. How should a three and five communicate with each other? <laughs> That's a better question, I think. Yeah, I think the five should not take the three too seriously. <laughs> If that makes sense, already, I you're gonna don't yeah, you're take gonna, him too seriously. You're gonna express. I actually don't take him too seriously. Are you saying I、yeah. shouldn't take him too seriously? Yeah, because、yeah, yeah. I definitely don't. Yeah, I mean, in general, I'm not saying you're not a serious person at all, but like in general, like. Most of your connection should be of like a lighter quality. It doesn't、yeah. have to be like super heavy. A lot of expectations. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, like, no three really likes authority. They、yes. respect authority if it's the right kind of authority. If we look at the numbers, we have three leadership numbers. Everyone can be a leader if they decide to be, but there are three numbers that have to do it. Okay. In some capacity. Okay. If one is the general in front of the army. And the nine is kind of the emperor behind that says, "This、mm. is why we go to war. This、oh, is why、okay. we do it." Then the three is the whole damn army. The whole damn army. Your combination is good because I don't think you would like put yourself in a position of authority over him. No, I don't. He's just like we're doing this together. I'm not gonna try to like say you need to do all these things or like if you do, I'm not gonna be like. 
why haven't you done all these things? Like, yeah, I don't do that. Not well, too she, much of like exercising authority. Because but, but funnily, three, you look through the bullshit really fast. You're like, you haven't put in the work, honey. You mm. haven't put in the work for me to, I don't know, like accept you as an authority. Because I think seeing the world in that like slightly black and white way of like, have you earned it means that you can have a problem with authority. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't boss him around ever. She does. She absolutely does. But I know when she's right, so I back off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no point arguing. But also, I know that in a lot of cases, I've already done the thing that needs to be done. So there's not a lot of opportunity yeah. to boss me around. It's, yeah, it's also sometimes understanding if you're both kind of gasoline on the fire. Like, if someone starts yelling at you, you would be yelling back. Like, it's the thing of, like, you can't fight this kind of fire with fire. You have to be yep. calm. You have to have time. You have to be, like, so I have the suggestion for what we could be doing and not have that unspoken, like, you asshole that you haven't already done it. Yeah, we don't actually, we don't have any animosity between us, to be yeah. honest. And I think that's one of the things, like, most leadership numbers have triggers around other leadership numbers. Because mm. we're like, oh, I see you're in the same game as me. I wonder who's best. I wonder if you're doing it right. Competition. I sit and look at other people and go like, you're doing it wrong. Uh, even if I'm not even in the same game, I'm just like, it's not how I would do it. So we've talked about numbers in terms of how they affect our lives directly. But there is also something called angel numbers, which is something I've, you know, recently found a little bit of interest in, mostly because I have a good friend of mine, and she said to me that there was something happening in her life and every time those particular moments where it was like situations occurred, a high level of emotional drive, she'd look at the clock or she would look at her, wherever she looked like her phone or watch, car radio or whatever it was, these particular numbers kept popping up. Angel numbers and repeating numbers is just one of the ways we can kind of get confirmation on what we're doing. There are some people who've sat down and decided or channeled, who am I to say they, they didn't channel, and said, well, this sequence of numbers means this thing. I find that most intuitive tools are super, super subjective, meaning that when you see 1111 or 2222 or your phone number or your locker number from your high school or whatever it is, the message is yours. It's not necessarily a generalized angel meaning. Okay. And sure, sometimes we can boil it down and say, is there a reason 666 has a certain connotation in people's mind? Or like, is there a reason why people are afraid of 13 and stuff like that? But what I usually say, if you keep getting signs of something, and whether it's like you see feathers, you see numbers, you hear a George Michael song, whatever it is, pay attention. What is the pattern here? Are you in a good mood? Are you manifesting great things? Like, where are you and what's going on? And I also sometimes find it a little bit like simplified, where Mm -hmm. I'm like, instead of asking me what the message is, have you had a moment to yourself where maybe you were quiet? Maybe it was in the shower. Maybe you were gardening. Maybe you were cooking. Maybe you were actually meditating. Where you're like, huh, is there a deeper message coming through? Because mm-hmm. I think that's what you're trying to hear. Like, I think yeah. that sometimes our guides, and whether you believe you have them or not, there are guides on your side that are trying to help you and trying to get your attention. Yeah. And yes, sometimes they've sent you repeated numbers and feathers, and they've played you that song, and you still have not taken the time to be quiet and yeah. get the message. So I'm like, yeah, the numbers are great. The repeating numbers are great. I have them too, where I feel like, okay, I need to pay attention now. But I also usually think this is because I've not given myself time to be a little more quiet, to see if there's more. So what are the particular numbers that people have said? They're usually repeating numbers. So like lots of ones, lots of twos, lots of threes, lots of fours. Right. And then sometimes people combine them. So, you know, 423 has to do with certain kinds of angels. I am a very practical person. Okay. And I feel like the most practical advice here is to figure out what's trying to come through to you. Meditate. And it doesn't have to be like sit down and own. Yeah. It could just be doing like a repetitive motion or something where like your mind goes a little blank. Sometimes that's exercise. Sometimes doing the dishes. 
But like, it's usually when we have those, like our body is doing something familiar and we get in that space where maybe something is coming through or we're in the shower. Lots of people have downloads in their shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I finally got it. What yeah. I find a lot is that I know people who, you know, believe in numerology and go, and when I say believe, I don't mean whether it's real or fake or any of that. They believe it for themselves, that it's given them guidance. And I'm glad you said that you're very practical but sometimes they obsess about it too much and then wait for things to happen. Yeah, so, I mean, if any spiritual tool limits you, in general, like you are the strongest power in your own universe. No one else can overrule you if you decide to do something or think something or write something or whatever, create something, then that's the strongest power. Anything can be an excuse to not do the thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mercury is retrograde. I need to lose 10 pounds can't be wealthy with this haircut. My teeth are weird. I live in the wrong country. Like what, like all the things. And we think they're not real, but sometimes to our brain, we're like, this is a real obstacle. I really yep. believe that it's real. And then we have to work to dismantle that. Would you say that to an effect, we create our own excuses to not? Most of the see? times, I think. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that. I mean, there are lots of really real obstacles. Privilege is a real thing. Um, lots of people have things they can't do or it's going to take them longer or they will have to tough it out in a way that even a name change can't help them with. But I think most of the time, our beliefs are just that. Like I was recording my own podcast and I was talking through the energy of July. And one of the things that came through for me was like really looking at some of the origin stories that I have in my family. And one of the stories that I found was in this family, we don't dream. Like, Be realistic. And I really had to sit with it because I was like, well, it's not true. And I have followed my dreams, but kind of like, you know, you don't say your birthday wish out loud when you blow out the candle. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm a little bit scared of talking about some of these things. Or if I feel like if I say this dream out loud, then I have to follow it. And if I haven't done anything about it in a certain amount of time, then I've let the dream down and I'm a failure Yeah, and it's too late. And I was like, this little belief about we don't dream in this family is not serving me. And mm. I really had to like dig into it because I was like, why am I feeling shitty about mm. having abandoned this dream? That's not even real. In the last year, I kind of started paying more attention to my thoughts because mm. for me now, my thoughts create my reality. Whatever I think about and what I obsessively think about, that's what is reflected. And because of that, do you believe that, you know, if you subconsciously, there's certain subconscious beliefs that are so tightly packed that even if it's numerology or astrology, they clash against one another? Some things we can switch the energy, but the last thing, in my opinion, that releases are the brain patterns. The thing is, if you don't believe it can happen... It's yeah. not going to happen. A lot of it has to do with worthiness mm -hmm. and also gender patterns. Like, I mean, I had that with me where I realized I am really scared of being certain things better than my husband. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's really interesting. What's that about? He doesn't have that problem at all with me. <laughs> Why yeah. do I have this story in my head? Like him loving me and saying it's okay, not clearing the story. Like I have to dig in. Like I have to figure out what is this pattern where I'm not allowing it. Like, what is it? I do think that we will have many of the same issues and we will clear them on a higher and higher level. And I think some of them you can see in the, if you're born on a certain date, you have a certain lesson, a certain gift and a certain challenge. If say one of your challenges is boundaries, you're probably going to learn a lot about the boundaries being crossed. Maybe you will even be the person crossing other people's boundaries. You will get better and better and better at this. And you will start saying, hey, boundary, faster and faster. Before they get in the door, before yeah. they land in your emailing box, before this person is in your face. Mm -hmm. You'll get better and better and better. But the lesson is the same. The lesson is boundaries. I think sometimes those brainwaves are also like the negativity bias. It's just real, mm -hmm. like focusing on the problem. What's yes. the problem? I heard Elizabeth Gilbert said that seems there is always like a three month thing, like a three months where I'm like obsessed with this thing. And I'm like trying mm -hmm. to figure it out. And then like, I have like a brief moment of like, and then next three months start of like, oh my God, this thing. And if I could just fix this thing, and like we obsess about it. So I find myself, I actually told him about this a long time ago, where 
I have this, I guess, rule where if I can't change it, I let it go. And I just kind of go, you know what? It's not in my control right now. I'm just going to do what's in my control and I'm going to keep going forward. I don't actually obsess over things often. For one of the gifts that a five can give to other people, which is to like, I can't control everything, just let it flow. This yeah. is one of your gifts. Yeah, and I think that, um, so we've, we've spoken about this on multiple occasions and that's not to say that I haven't in the past. That's what I've learned to manage. But yeah, I think Sahil actually has always had that. He used to tell me all the time, it's like, I have OCD, I have OCD. And I was like, I never really understood that personally because I guess I have a different idea on what OCD looks like as well. True. You also have to remember that some people, I would just say most threes, are going to be high functioning in whatever dysfunction they find. I mean, that's not to say and make light of the trouble of having any kind of mental challenge or OCD, but it's that thing of like being able to pass in the world. I'm going to be honest, I've been really jealous of her because she has that ability to manage her thoughts a lot better. I have had to work a lot harder in the sense I have to continuously throughout the day have to keep checking my thoughts. And it is exhausting because in the past I haven't done it at all and I've kind of let my brain take over. When it, when something takes over, it's generally negative for me. Yeah. So I had to like correct myself and she's like, oh yeah, I just let it go. I'm like, what do you mean you just let it go? <laughs> yeah. And it's really but annoying for me. I, I think it's always interesting to learn from other people, but it's always also interesting to recognize that if they have a different number in my eyes they they are just going to treat these troubles and challenges differently Mm -hmm. as a three your journey is from student to master so you're gonna keep being interested in learning and studying and there's always another book or course or thing you could take and sometimes it stops you it stops Mm -hmm. most threes from stepping into mastery and realizing you can learn and teach yeah, but learning that. your own mastery it, it's just part of it it's part of it going like okay well mastery is lifelong yeah it's not i mean it's going to be different tools in your toolbox it's very important that if this is a spectrum from student to master the lower end of the spectrum of the student is the victim victim and mm-hmm. student are actually like two elements of the same kind of energy but the victim says shit this thing again And the student says, another chance to learn. Ah. And I mean, like, we don't always want to say another chance to learn. Sometimes we're like, can I just cancel this order from the university? (laughs) Cancel it, strike it. No, no more lessons here. That's very... But there's also joy in it. There's joy in that journey from student to master. Thank you for saying that because that really shows the duality, especially because when you are feeling like the victim, it's I sympathize with that because it's really hard to get out of that state. But kind of knowing that you can be a student and a victim at the same time opens it up a bit and gives it more space. Which brings me to another point that I wanted to ask about. What also sometimes bothers me when people are like, oh, it's meant to be. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But you can't say meant to be to a three because then you're understanding of hard work bringing you somewhere yes would be thrown out the window absolutely like, you've like be? nailed it how are you gonna <laughs> fight this war without an army you need the soldiers <laughs> we need to be fed we need to be moved there's like a step-by-step thing you know you build a pyramid by like letting the foundation first now the people are like it's meant to be it's meant to be and who does really good at that who does like oh it's all about timing <laughs> i just yeah. Okay. You do say that. It, I it's do. Meant to be. I, I, I mean, like, ugh, who said the thing about, like, preparation meeting opportunity? Yes. I say this repeatedly. Every time I tell people, like, okay, so one of the things we can do in numerology, and this is kind of advanced, is that we can look at yearly cycles, which means that we can look at patterns, hmm. kind of waves of energy coming in. And I can say, you know, if you don't want to get pregnant... July looks like a month that we double up on the protection. In October, you need to double check your contracts. You know, Uh you need to like not just trust people. And other times I can say like there's a spotlight energy. You will be recognized. Now, having done this myself, I realized that you can't get any of these things if you don't do the work. So I had a period Mm. of time that said, you're going to be stressed. And I was like, it's going to be fine. So I moved from New York to L.A. I had never been to L.A. before I moved here because I'm a little crazy like that. So wait, what's your number real quick before we... I'm a one. You're such a yeah. leader. <laughs> no, that... yeah. I'm also a Leo. In- <laughs> uh, yep. So it's all very, 
<laughs> but uh, I can tell you now that I'm never going to move when my yearly cycles say, hey, chill, you're going to be kind of stressed because it was awful. And another thing is like there was a time where it's like, oh, it really looks like money is coming in. And I was like, cool. Don't have to prep. <laughs> money can only come through the channels you kind of give it. And if you don't believe yeah. it can come in a certain way, whatever. So I was fully booked in December of last year and it was horrible. <laughs> made a lot of money but you but were I'm like never, fuck like, this super shit stressed about making that money yeah so you know preparation meets opportunity but she does huda does believe that you know preparation is important but yeah i don't just sit around and i'm like no it's yeah. fucking not i'm in control no I, but i do I, believe you have to be in control i just think yeah, that but there you can't i mean also you can't be a leadership number without having issues with control hmm it's the perfectionism, it's the control. It's also like the masculine element of like, I'm going to hold on to it. Five energy is a little more feminine and a little, I can take my wish, throw it in you're the ocean. So feminine, Hoda, you're so feminine. <laughs> oh my God, I'm from LA. I just feel like, oh, how does that have anything to do with... <laughs> okay. I've stopped. Are you done? Okay. How can mental health and mental trauma be looked at with the help of numerology? So the numeroscope, which is the chart I use, can sometimes really pinpoint what the subconscious patterns are and what the conscious patterns are. And sometimes that really is just helpful to hear that we're not crazy, but it's actually in a chart. And lots of these things will also be in an astrology chart or something like that. I find that with a good reader, a good practitioner of whatever we will kind of be looking at the same map we might use different words or whatever but we will kind of like remind you of the same thing i feel that half of our mental health is like trying to live up to who we think we need to be or what we need to act or fill in or what kind of human we need to be and often like getting permission to be yourself is like really so nice and it's also usually where our trauma sits mm -hmm. like if someone says something about you that is truly not true and truly doesn't hit on like who you truly are you're gonna be like nah but if someone says something that really hits you where you live you're gonna be like oh my god they can see me and that's just horrible and like you're gonna take it in you're gonna internalize it, you're gonna create a story about it mm. i find that like numerology can help you see what are the stories you're playing what's the subconscious what is the conscious and if you want to we can change some of them but also like pattern interrupting like that thing you have with the level of control or like if everything is a spectrum, I usually tell people like we were talking about the victim student mastery, sometimes understanding, hey, brain on my spectrum, where am I today? Cool. I'm wallowing around in this victim thing. Do I have anything that would help with this? Can I just break this pattern right now? Well, I feel like it's going to be a shitty day. So why shower anyway? Okay, pattern interrupter. Like, mm -hmm. we're just going to go shower for a moment. Yeah. It's not going to be a huge thing. It's not going to be like, how do I get the Oscar? It's the only <laughs> thing that's going to prove that I'm worthy of living in this world. Like, pattern interrupting can be really helpful. So that's, um, that's just basically when you have all the negative thoughts, how you combat those, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah, because usually I can see what is the lowest end for you. Yep. I think someone did this study with a bunch of people who had clinical depression. And they were like, so what are the things you do when you feel really low? And they listed the things. And then they were like, okay, and what are the things you feel good when you're like, oh, I'm doing these things when I feel good? And they listed the things. And they were like, okay, well, tonight, what are your plans? And they were like, okay, these are my plans. And then they were like, well, look at the two lists. What do you have planned tonight? Which list does it fit into? Are you picking from the like depression patterns? You're just going to stay in. You're not going to pick up the phone. You're just I'm not saying that you should always do things when you're depressed. Of course. But it was like you have now listed out your personal list of shit I do when I feel depressed that just reinforces it. And shit I do when I feel better. And I could pick something from this list. Mm -hmm. When people say like, oh, I don't know what I do when I'm happy. Sometimes I'm like. When I think about being in love, there are certain things I do when I'm in love and I can do them yes. now. These are simple things, but like, do you soothe yourself with the same patterns as you celebrate? So do you mm -hmm. order that really greasy burger when you're really tired, but also to celebrate that something good happened? So you're basically just telling your brain repeatedly, all we got are greasy burgers if it's a good day or a bad day. Yeah. Or are you yep. differentiating? Are you doing something that really tells you 
again also momentum yeah like, are you building yeah. any kind of positive momentum in your life and it can be minor things like you know making your bed so one of the things that i think it's important to bring up especially if people you know want to learn more about numerology you wrote a book for yes. anyone to start with right yeah and yeah. uh it's called a little bit of numerology and you talk about uh i'm going to mess this up the difference between pythagorean and chaldean pythagorean numerology and chaldean numerology yes, yes. chaldean pythagoras is that guy from your uh, the book with the triangles no who oh. that did not think about that it's the pythagoras theorem No. He's the guy. A square <laughs> the guy plus B triangles. square is equal He to C square. I thought that he was like a Greek mythology yes. creature. Yes. Oh, okay. Creature. Sorry. People know him from the triangles, but he did have a mystery school, mm. which means that he studied the numbers of the soul. He really believed that everything in the universe could be explained by math and numbers. And I will say that up until more organized religion really kicked the esoteric sciences out of the classroom i think we were humans were taught a little bit more about the esoteric parts or like the more spiritual and i just think we were a little broader minded mm-hmm. when it yes, came to absolutely. numbers and what they mean and chaldean numerology was the kind that i practice predates pythagoras and also i will say that sometimes we attribute quotes and things to people mm-hmm. that we don't really know if they were the originator of. Yes. Yeah. So Chaldean numerology is even more ancient, 3000 years plus back in time. And the difference between the two is the system. Pythagoras or like the Pythagorean system says 1 equals a, 2 equals b, like in the alphabet it's just like as we have the alphabet we have the numbers. Yep. The Chaldean system is based on Kabbalah mm-hmm. and Jewish uh, mysticism where the letters were also numbers. They were not two separate things. But oh. if you were counting things, you were actually using the letters. They were a number and a letter at the same time. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Um, so like which is a really practical. So like yeah. a is 1. We have separated them. So like a is 1 and t is like 20 and r is 18. There are no separation between all the esoteric fields. Mm. Numerology and astrology are sisters. You also can't really do astrology without counting things. There's a reason there are 12 there's also yep. a reason there are 12 tribes of Israel. Like some of these layers and all of the mythology all fits together. But yeah, Chaldean numerology is a little more complex. It deals with names and name changes specifically. Okay. Where Pythagorean in my opinion is a little more like I don't know, I want to say emotional. Like it speaks more about your soul. Where I'm like, yeah, when hmm. does my soul get practical? like yeah yeah an empire to run and a legacy to build like what is the practical application of my soul <laughs> like sometimes i need something a little more like solid and chaldean numerology is a little bit more like you were meant to do this now go do it okay if you're a one and you start micromanaging people and you're in the low end of your own spectrum mm. stop it go out and build something bigger mm-hmm. wow okay yeah And right. I say use whatever makes sense to you. I'm not right. going to shit all over Pythagorean, but it yep. didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't apply it immediately. When people are like, "Oh, I see that in you." I was like, "But I don't see that in myself." And the most important thing is what I see. Yeah, so can you just give me an example of how the Pythagorean You would in works? Pythagorean numerology, you add up all the numbers in your birthday first. So you're going to get a compound number. If I add all the numbers in my birthday, I'm going to get 41 and that's a 5. And then a Pythagorean numerologist would tell me something about how my soul longs for freedom. Like I want to break convention and a lot of things that are very true. Yes. But not necessarily something that I feel like my whole personality is built upon. Okay. Or something that like I'm like doesn't anyone I mean doesn't everyone want freedom in some Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a bit wishy-washy. Um, like if numerology is a house with many doors and many rooms, I'm mostly interested in the forward-facing rooms. And to me, that five room is in the back, and it might be interesting to go in there at some point. Yeah. But I'm mostly interested in like what we're looking at, like what is this house facing? Yes, I get weird images like that. I haven't used a house. I think it's it's an anecdote, right? When you spell it out like that, people can actually envision it and go, "Okay, I get yeah. it now." 
And I, I love also examples. say, like, if you've ever been into numerology and you feel like it didn't fit, maybe check out Chaldean numerology. Maybe check out a little bit of numerology that I wrote. There is also a free intro to the nine base numbers on my website. See if that resonates more. And also, sometimes what I see is people will feel like it fits everyone but them, which is always interesting. Where they're like, "Oh, this dude totally described my mom and my sister, and all my ex-boyfriends have been the same number." But I don't feel seen, and I'm like, that's always interesting when you actually feel like the system fits, just not you. Because then I'm like, well, then we need to look at these shades. Like,、oh. how are you not seeing yourself? Or like, I, once in a while, when I tell people, oh, you're meant to be a leader, and they're like, nah, I don't know, that seems scary. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay,、yeah. so fear is the biggest motivator right now. That is low end of the spectrum. It just is. Let's see why you're so scared. Maybe you've had very powerful parents、mm. who did that leadership of the family all wrong, and you were like, "This is too scary." Yeah, and that's my kids and everyone else. So I'll just not do it. What What are your goals? Okay, so some of those dreams that I figured that I didn't <laughs> say out loud enough in July.、Um, so I have the numerology school. I'm teaching numerologists, and I want to do that even more. I want lots more people to be. Able to use this, and I don't necessarily want to control it. I don't want clones of me,、mm-hmm. but I want people to be introduced to it and use it in whatever they they want. You know, I have a real focus on diversity and inclusivity because there are people that I can't serve because I'm never going to feel safe enough for them. Yeah, I want them to be served, <laughs> not in a white savior way, but just like、uh, we need more people with this kind of knowledge, and、uh, I want to see that out there. I also have a second book. I haven't gotten a contract on it, but I'm like I'm have to write it. And there is also an oracle card deck in the works because the tarot is、yeah. actually numerology in disguise. When you look at the major arcana and the minor arcana, there's a reason why the cards have numbers. I actually no numbers, and there is a reason why those overlap with children numerology. And it's such a sneaky way of sliding it through the narrow window. You know the old church fathers left、mm-hmm. for those esoteric sciences, and I would love to create an oracle card deck that reveals a little bit more. So the website is www.novaliewilder.com. <laughs> so people can do online stuff with you too, right? If they want. Yes, I'm mostly online. Like I have tried to do the in person, but LA has also been through its fair share of shutdowns. And my husband now also works from home, so I am doing everything on Zoom. Amazing! And yeah, if- even my school, even my school is fully online. You can join from anywhere in the world. Yes, and novalywilder dot com and at novalywilder on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest and wherever you are. Just get the book and learn、mm-hmm. it. Yeah, right. And if if that interests you further, they can always study with you. A little bit of numerology.、Yes. Thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful talking to you, and I've just got this whole new idea on how numerology works. I literally had no idea before that. I was like, "What is this thing?" Yeah, thank you, and thank you for really good questions that well, made me like dig a little deeper with things too.、Okay. Yeah, and thank you for your. Oh, that's enough sucking up to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Have a lovely day, and、um, yeah, enjoy looking at the Hollywood sign、oh. on your bike. I will. <laughs> On your stagnant bike. <laughs> bye bye. See ya. Bye.